Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! All right, so I'm at uh, Rockbrook Elementary today and have been really looking forward to the opportunity to get a chance to visit with Mel Rice uh, about some of the things that are going on in her third grade classroom here. Uh, she had an opportunity to go through our personalized learning training a few weeks back. And I know she did some collaboration with Katie Sint. Uh, as a result of that, we've yeah, she did an awesome job implementing an entire immigration unit, right? Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to get a chance to sit down and, and chat about that a little bit here today. So, uh, Mel, just to kind of give everybody a little bit of background uh, on your experience and teaching and how long you've been at Rockbrook and, and those kind of things, uh, a little bio maybe to start us off. Okay. I've been in the district 22, this is my 22nd year, and um, I've taught anything from kindergarten to second to third to fifth grade. And I've been at Rockbrook now, this is my fifth year at Rockbrook, having um, been at like three other buildings before that. So, and I love it here. This is actually the building I grew up in as a kid. Oh, that's so really cool. yeah, I kind of joke that I'm going to finish full circle and <laughs> where I began. So that's awesome. And so uh, having gone to our training a couple weeks ago, um, we always just try to encourage teachers to think about where they can implement some of the things that they picked up. And so where did the process sort of start for you with regards to this immigration unit? It's kind of a unit where it's easy to personalize because you can tell the story of somebody's life. And so rather than just memorize information and then take a test over it, it's easy to get into a person's shoes and tell their story. And so that's what I kind of started thinking about is what could that look like for the students and how they can show really what they've learned from start to finish of this immigration unit. I like that because I feel like that certainly aligns with the whole purpose. It's not just about, I'm sure, I would imagine, right? Like the idea that people are immigrating to this country and yes, they have a need and they travel and they get here and then their life has changed. That it is more about the empathy piece, right? That is yeah. like fostered and understanding uh, the plight maybe of some mm -hmm. of these individuals. As they... And one of the things that's really amazing about our social studies curriculum is that they have incorporated um, the Tenement Museum from New York City as a piece of the curriculum along with the History Alive um, curriculum. And so it gives you a real sense of the stories behind um, an immigrant. So we're, we're not just talking about this is why they left and this is how they got there. It's also we get to see the building that they moved into and we get to learn a lot about their family through family photos and um, we do a lot of research. We become historians. Right. And so once you've done all this research as historians, then what do you do with it next? Well, then that's where this project came in and it's, okay, now we're going to take all the things that we learned and we're going to become our own imaginary immigrant and really apply it and, and see where we can go with it. Well, that's exciting. I know oftentimes as I uh, visit with elementary teachers, it seems like math is maybe one of the initial places that people take this leap into personalized mm -hmm. structure and format. Uh, and so to hear an example in social studies, I'm sure is something that everybody's going to be able to, uh, I don't know, just kind of stretch their thinking. So, yeah, thanks, for, so. thanks for venturing into that, that yeah. realm. And so that said then, like as you started this design uh, with that, you've established kind of your need maybe and, and some of the goals that you had at the onset, how did you then go about starting to make that the reality that was your initial implementation? 
it kind of started small. I started with, this is what I want the kids to learn. I want them to be able to tell about an immigrant's journey to America from start to finish. And then I started to really look at some of the tech features that I could incorporate. Instead of locking kids into one project opportunity, I also wanted to give them a chance to have some choice there. I talked to the tech team and they um, encouraged me to incorporate a chatter picks where the, the immigrants are actually speaking. Mm -hmm. um, and then in working with Katie, she said, you know, you could do this, this, or this. So I ended up allowing them to choose a poster or a keynote or use Book Creator to create um, their story that way. So it just kind of grew as I um, talked to other people. And so, you know, now we're in the midst of it and it's really, it's really um, cool to see where the kids are going with things. And who's choosing what? Some of the kids are choosing a poster that I never would have thought would have done that. Mm -hmm. I thought they'd choose technology. So I guess that's what has really struck me is that personalization isn't always what you think it's going to look like. And so that's been really fascinating to me. That's uh, something that we believe that technology allows personalization to happen in a way today that would not have been possible mm -hmm. previously. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time, I don't think that technology is required in all facets necessarily uh, to, to drive what's going on. It certainly can be an option mm -hmm. and the more options that you can provide the better in a lot of like instances, but that opportunity for something tactile and real, whether that's a direct instruction or a poster, you know, mm -hmm. I think that those things still have their place. Uh, it certainly isn't a flipped everything model. Um. And I think I tried to do that. I tried to kind of go old school when we were even just doing the research. Yeah, we gave them a bunch of links. Katie was super helpful in creating links that they could go research names and, and um, those oral histories of immigrants. But um, there were also books that they could research from. They could use the social studies book. They could use all of the pieces that we actually taught with throughout the, you know, the last few months. So the variety was there both during the research and actually the project part as well. So Okay, and so then to get into specifics. So yes. if I'm a student and I'm in the class, yes. I what were the steps? We had research to begin yes. with uh, and that eventually led to them and a little bit more choice. And, and that tends to be the structure too, that so you kind of front load and then that the unit opens up as it, it evolves. So kind of walk the people listening through the same process the students went through. So when I was setting up this project, I really wanted to encourage kids to look at immigration, not just as the past, but as the present. So that was my very first step with them is they had to choose, did they want to be a present day immigrant or an immigrant from like the early 1900s? So that was really the first step. And the first choice. And the first choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, and once they did that, the research piece of it was that they had to come up with a persona, an imaginary person and family. They did research on first names and last names, and they did that not just for who they were going to be, but also their family. So they created um, their characters for their story. And then the step after that was talking about their reasons for leaving. So why are they leaving whatever country it is that they're leaving? And that was really based on a lot of information that they would have gotten throughout the unit. And then they're really starting their story. So they talk about their journey and what that journey was like. Um, and how do they talk about that? Um, that was the Chatter Picks version, is okay. that they actually um, got to choose um, like a photo of what an Irish immigrant would have looked like, and they used chatter picks to record. If they were a present-day immigrant, they could even use a self-portrait of themselves. Mm -hmm. So there was more choice there. 
Um, so that was them actually talking about their journey because I really felt like you would be able to feel how it was more if they were communicating it that way versus just writing it down on paper. And then they talked about the process in which they entered America. For the past, it would have been what they had learned about Ellis Island. Um, for the present, they had to actually do some research and what do you have to have prepped before you ever leave the country you're leaving. And then they have to go into and, and communicate those challenges once they're in America, finding jobs and what will that job be and housing and, you know, language is a big challenge for many of the immigrants that we discussed. And then finally it ends with um, what, were the, what were the adaptations? How did they solve all those problems and how is life today in America for them? So start to finish, there you have it. <laughs> so you do have then the opportunity for choice at every step, yeah. but there is still a certain... Um, scope and sequence uh, that is indicator driven across yep. that process and I think sometimes with personalized learning people think well we're going Montessori and they're off learning about whatever uh, and I, I really like what I'm hearing from your design too and appreciate the the merging of those two worlds a little bit and then this entirety of this experience then was housed in and you mentioned this earlier but just to be clear either book creator or keynote or the poster Sure, and so yeah. they had an opportunity. They did. Now, was there ever a platform then um, to share that with a peer or with you, or what eventually sort of like, where did those pieces go? Or they were just kind of turned in and that's something that you well, assessed from there? Well, once, yeah, this is, this is really taking the place of what a, a paper test assessment, mm -hmm. this is their summative. But we're gonna have a sharing time. We'll share it with each other. Um, and I'm kind of toying with the idea of maybe even having parents come in to see the final products well, that'd um, be great. just to have a share party because um, this has been a, um, a huge task for these kids and I think they're excited about it and they'd want to have their, their family see that. So, yeah. And it's something that I feel like you'd be able to speak uh, from with confidence because it is a story that you created versus right. just something that you read somewhere that you're... Yeah reporting on necessarily yeah, exactly. so uh, so hopefully that resonates with them a little bit more as a result of that what do you feel like that you learned over the course of this time uh, that you might uh, just offer as an insightful reflection or as advice to somebody else or uh, I would never do this again <laughs> or do this differently well, I think as teachers we're always replaying yes I could have done this differently or, or better and so that's Absolutely. something I'll have to reflect on before next year and where can I do the tweaks but I think um, the part of it that excites me most is that this is going to cement the learning so much more. I was a kid who crammed and took tests, and I don't want my students to be that way. Mm -hmm. And so that was also where this came from, is how can I really make them, this is the history of America, you know, at its best. And so I want them to have that with them forever. That's what I see happening here, is these kids really are, if you say, okay, so what were the challenges? Oh. Just like Victoria Confino, you know, my character speaks Greece, so I suppose, you know, the language would be a real, a real issue. So, I mean, they really do get it, and um, I think that's the most important part of it. I couldn't agree more. Those are the things that I feel like we try to advocate for with the personalized piece is what, uh, things like what you incorporated, authentic learning experiences, mm -hmm. which uh, we've seen some of those at the high school. Uh, whenever you're able to do game-based learning, where you actually turn the learning experience into a game, like in, for example, a business class where you give people some fake money and they invest in the stock market and you learn because you're actually immersed in something that uh, you're, you're allowed to, it just becomes an experience. CBL projects, I think, or, you know, become the same 
uh, fall under that same heading. And so, so yeah, that kind of being said, I guess maybe my final question would just be uh, what advice or yeah, what would you sort of say to teachers starting out uh, that are interested in personalized learning or something that you would just kind of say to advocate for this particular immigration unit? Well, I guess the, the biggest piece is um, it's okay to be a risk taker and make mistakes and keep trying. Um, and you don't have to start big. This is a really big project. You could start with just one little piece of it or two little pieces of it just so kids are, you know, um, having a little bit of voice and choice and some mm -hmm. of that. Um, but don't feel like you have to start with a big, huge project to personalize because that may be overwhelming to you and and then that's going to kind of, I think your kids will notice that too. If you're stressed out, they're probably going to be stressed out <laughs> right. by it, right? But if you can really show that um, you're confident and this is going to work, then they'll, I think they're going to feel that too and have much better projects. Do you think that they saw how much fun you were having yeah, with all this also? for sure. I think that that also plays into And, you know, I think that's one of the things I'm really passionate about, social studies and history, and I think that carries over. And so, mm -hmm. yes, I think they do feel that. And, um, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like my teaching partner is passionate about science, and that's why we do our teaching the way I'm social studies, she's science, because <laughs> the kids can feel it too. And I think it makes us better teachers. Right. Right? And sometimes when you're trying something new, as much as you can seem a little apprehensive or shy about it, there also is the excitement that comes with that. And that's I think exactly students right. also can be more forgiving when they realize that, wow, we're kind of doing something different here, uh, where it doesn't have to be perfect the first yeah. time through. Uh, and so that's really, really encouraging also to hear. And I lied, so I'm going to ask one more question. Go for it. How much help, was it helpful to have Katie Sint uh, Absolutely. To... Um, the thing that Katie did for me as a classroom teacher, you know, we're planning seven different lessons every single day. And so sitting down, she she created a whole list of links so that my kids weren't just Googling Greek names. So the kids could go into Google Classroom where I had put everything and all they had to do was click on the little blue link and ta-da, all those names that they needed to research from or, or oral histories from immigrants. And I mean, it was, that was the greatest help to me. And then she's also been working side by side a lot while the kids are working on projects. So I have an extra set of hands. That's been super helpful too. And I've been just very grateful yeah, for our role and for teachers who have been willing to invite us in and work with us in that uh, we get excited about being able to, to be a part of that whole experience and, and your story. And hopefully, because I understand, in education it is really difficult to find the time to do something bigger mm -hmm. and innovative. Mm -hmm. And we've allocated certain funds from our grant to provide guest teacher time. Uh, so we'll do a little promo of that. that there like, you go. <laughs> a little half day here and there, you know, to allow teams to work together. But uh, the freedom and flexibility that we have to, to, to be utilizing that role. Thanks for asking, you know, inviting Katie into your room. And I know she's had a lot of fun uh, being a part of this process also. Yeah, it's been, and it's been fun for me having another adult to kind of, you know, interact with and um, bounce ideas off of and, you mm -hmm. know. Um, not share those success stories exactly. and be excited. Yes, exactly. So that's been great. And all those great things. Well, hey, if you're listening in, we're going to provide some resources uh, to you in the tab that you'll find off to the side of our podcast here. Uh, some examples probably from the unit and maybe just some yeah. other like materials and things. And so, uh, but I do want to close and just say, Mel, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate getting a chance to visit with you and 
Uh, look forward to hopefully yeah, seeing where you go next. Not to put that on you, I guess, but to see like. Oh have you, no! Yeah, have you, what's next? Have you thought at all? Should I end with that? Um, actually, I have thought about that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sometimes you're like, no, I just needed to get like. No, I. I this was um, awesome, but again, I'm going to start small, but I'm going to look at like some of the grammar and spelling pieces and kind of look at where I can go next with that. So. Very cool. We'll yeah, look forward to hearing that story too yeah, as it comes thanks. up. So thanks for your time today. Absolutely, Andrew. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.